I just got back from the eye doctor. I'd gone in for my yearly checkup just to check the old prescription out, see if anything has changed, and I found out that I'm colorblind. I had no idea, no clue whatsoever. I mean, I mean, this is all coming completely out of the green. Welcome to another bonus episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and I think I may lose listeners over this episode. I just might, because this episode is painful. It's full of bad jokes, just like the one there in the intro. See, let me try to explain here. The opening of this episode is pretty much how I open every episode of my other podcast over at the Patreon. See, a number of months ago, my dad While I'm on the phone with him, he tells me this joke. He says, hey, I got this joke for you. You can tell it to your son. And it was horrible. It was a horrible joke. But here's the thing. I love horrible jokes. I love dad jokes because I guess it's because I'm a dad. I don't know. But I told my son he wanted to punch me in the face. I told my wife. She tried to slap me. And she said, you should tell that joke on your podcast. And so that night I was recording an episode of my other podcast. And that's how I opened it. I opened it with that joke. And so going forward, it didn't happen in every episode. There were a number of episodes that it that I don't open with a joke. But going forward, I tried my best to scour the internet for the worst dad-type jokes that I could find. And there are a crap ton of them out there. So that's what I have here for you, folks. I've taken every joke intro to every episode that has a joke intro in my other podcast, and I've put them out here for you in one episode. So buckle in, because it's it's going to hurt. If you manage to sit down and listen to this episode without stopping, I want to know. I want to know if you have that kind of constitution, because these jokes are horrible. Don't say I didn't warn you. And I'm going to start off with that joke, that one joke that my father told me that started off the entire thing. Enjoy. Okay, stop me if you've heard this one. What's invisible and smells like worms? What's invisible and smells like worms? Bird farts. Hey, I got a question for you. Have you heard about this restaurant on the moon? It's a restaurant on the moon. And I've heard that it's got really great food, just no atmosphere. All right, I got another one for you. You ready? Buckle up, because here it comes. What did the one strawberry say to the other strawberry? If you weren't so fresh, we wouldn't be in this jam. What did the grape say when he was stepped on? Nothing much, really. He just let out a little wine. Well, it's the day after Thanksgiving, and that always gets me to thinking. If the pilgrims were alive today, what do you think they'd be known for? Their age. What does a snowman do on the weekends? What does a snowman do on the weekends? Nothing. He just chills. Okay, I've made a decision. It's taken a lot of thought, a lot of weighing of the options. It's been heavy in my heart for many years now. And frankly, I don't care what anybody thinks. But I have decided to never purchase anything with Velcro ever again. I mean, it's a total ripoff. So has anyone seen this movie about the tornado? 
I don't know much about it. I haven't seen it myself, uh, but apparently it's a movie about a tornado, and uh, I guess it's got a big twist ending. All right, so I want you to try to picture this. There are two windmills, and they're in a field, and one windmill turns to the other and says, Frank, what's your favorite kind of music? And the other windmill says, well, Tom, you know me. I'm a big metal fan. I'm thinking about getting into the glass coffin game. You know, coffins made of glass. Just another one of my side hustle ideas to try to earn a little scratch come this holiday season. But, you know, is there really any money in glass coffins? Eh, remains to be seen. I heard something pretty interesting today. I thought you might find it informational, educational, useful. Did you know that the Norwegian ships in their military all have barcodes on them. You know why they all have barcodes on them? It's so they can scan the Navy in. hey So I had a little money left over from Christmas. You know, the in-laws give you money, parents give you money. It's an easy gift for one adult to give another adult, right? So I took, uh, scraped up some that I had left over and I went out and bought a thesaurus. And turns out it was like the worst thesaurus in the world because it was terrible. And on top of that, it was terrible. Man, I just ran across some crazy information today. Do you know what the fastest liquid is? It's milk. Do you want to know why milk is the fastest liquid? Because it's pasteurized before you see it. Booyah! So I'm having some trouble, folks. Uh... My wife of 16 years recently told me that she's going to leave me. Um, she said she's going to leave me if I don't stop singing I'm a Believer. And you know, honestly, I thought she was joking. But then I saw her face. My kids want to get another dog. We have the one, Niles, and we love him very much. He's a wonderful dog and he's perfect. But Palin is always bugging us about getting a St. Bernard, which is a large freaking dog, and we have a small house. And, of course, they love the pugs. And anytime we see dogs on TV, you know, they just they want a new dog. They want, they want more dogs. They don't want to replace Niles. They just want a bunch of dogs. And so I looked up online, you know, about people who own a lot of dogs. And did you know that there's an actual medical term for someone who owns too many dogs? Yeah, it's called a rover dose. Yeah, that. <laughs> okay, that one was pretty bad. I apologize. I will never do that again. What did the drummer name his four daughters? And a one, and a two, and a three, and a four. I'm so sorry. I don't spend a lot of time talking about what I do for a living, and I'm not going to do that here. But I, I'll say I'm a pretty important guy there at the day job. I'm pretty important. I'm fairly necessary. And recently they provided me with a whiteboard to hang on my wall so that I can write announcements and whatnot on it. Um, you know, a dry erase board. 
And so I'll, I'll list, I'll put a list of stuff up there for folks to see and it'll stay up there for a couple days and then I'll erase it. And then I'll write other stuff up there, you know, inspirational quotes and whatnot and, and, and all that. And, you know, then I can erase it and write it back up, you know, write other stuff up there. And I mean, looking at that dry erase board, I mean, when you really think about it, it's pretty remarkable. I've been working this new job recently, uh, just trying to get some debt paid off, you know, Two jobs for me is just not enough. I have to get a third one. And uh, I started working security at this office building. Um, and my boss, it's the weirdest thing. So my boss tells me, you know, we sit down and he's going over uh, my responsibilities, um, what I'm expected to do, my expectations, you know, all that. And he tells me the most important thing to do, though, each night is to watch the office. And... I don't know. I mean, I'm up to season six and I'm not really sure what that has to do with security. Okay, I want you to buckle in because I'm going to tell you the granddaddy of all jokes. This is something that you need to write down and save for dinner parties because you will be the life of the party when you tell this joke. Are you ready? Here we go. What's red and smells like blue paint? What's red and smells like blue paint? Red paint. So it's raining outside. I don't know if the little pitter-patter of raindrops atop the roof of my car will be picked up by this microphone that is built into my phone. But earlier when I came out to break, I told the boss, I said, I'm going to break. And he said, uh, well, be careful out there. It's raining cats and dogs. And I thought, cats and dogs? Oh, man, I hope I don't step on a poodle. Have you heard about this restaurant on the moon? The food is good, but there's no atmosphere. Wait, I already did that one, didn't I? Crap! I woke up this morning to a world in fog. I do as I do every morning. I got up and I uh, went to the kitchen window and I, I just, I greeted the morning. Good morning, day! And looked out and was despondent to see nothing but fog. And so I stepped out onto my porch and just looked at it. It was so, you know, they, have you ever heard the expression pea soup? Well, it wasn't pea soup. It was like cotton had fallen from the sky and just filled the world. And it looked thick enough to cut with a knife. And I thought, I want some of that. I want some of that fog. I want to capture it. I want to put it in a bag. I want to stick the bag in the freezer. And then I want to see what happens to it. So I immediately ran inside. I grabbed a big gallon size Ziploc bag, and I ran outside and I tried to capture it and, well, you know, missed. I've been having a pretty rough day today. I don't want to go into a lot of details, but I've just been feeling kind of down. And just when I was feeling my worst, I get a text from my wife, which is amazing because she never texts me. I mean, she doesn't have a phone to text from, and yet still I get a text from her. And the text contained just one single word, and that word was earth. And I have to tell you, it meant the world to me. Had to go see a doctor today, have this ache in my hip, this unbearable, sharp, needle-like stabbing pain in my hip. So I had to go see a specialist. And, you know, they sent me through a, a, a rigorous bunch of tests, a lot of poking, a lot of prodding. But uh, in the end, it was okay because, frankly, the doctor was pretty cool. I mean, she was a hip consultant. I want to tell you about the time I worked for the post office. It was uh, 
a job I got a number of years ago and I didn't last very long. It didn't, I, I didn't work there for very long because frankly, the first letter I picked up, I looked at it and I said, this is not for me. So my son announces today that he will be attending the prom. They, he hadn't planned on going originally, uh, but now he will be attending. He and a group of friends will be going together. There, there will be no couples. They will just be going as a clump, a clump of friends going to the prom. And I couldn't help but think back to my prom experience. And when I went to prom, it was quite the ordeal because I'm not sure how they do it nowadays. I'm sure a lot of it is the same. But of course, once I got a date, then I had to go get a tux and for the men folk who get tuxes, those of us normal folks who don't just buy a tux, we go and rent them. Well, it being prom season, I go to the the one place in town where you rent tuxes. And there was a long line of other dudes there to get their tuxes. And so you go first and you get measured and then you come back later, a few days later, to actually get the tux. So I was going in to get measured, and I had to stand in line. And I stood in line for a good 30 minutes before it was time for me to get up there and get measured. So that out of the way, I then go to a local place to rent a limo. Because you can't go to the prom in your 1970 Oldsmobile Delta 88 you know, you you want to go in style. And so I went to rent a limo. Well, again, there's only one place in town to rent limousines. And they've got a fleet of them. And I arrive and, again, there's a whole bunch of other dudes there renting limos for the night. So I have to stand in another line. And 30 minutes goes by. I'm checking my watch. The line is moving slowly because apparently there's only one guy there that can fill out the paperwork for you to rent a limo. But finally, after about an hour and 20 minutes, I get up to the front of the line, I fill out my paperwork, and my limo is rented and booked for the night of the prom. A few days later, I go back to the tux shop. I've gotten a call. My tux is ready to be picked up. I go to the tux shop to pick it up. And once again, standing in line, this time I'm in line for almost two and a half hours. There are so many dudes waiting in line to get their tux. Uh, apparently there was a bar mitzvah happening that weekend and there were 12 different weddings. So I'm standing in line for two and a half hours. Finally, I get up there to the, to the counter. I get my tux. I take it home. I try it on. It fits perfect. Everything looks good. I look like a one suave dude. So the night of the prom happens, I get my limo, I'm in the back of the limo, they drive me over to the girl's house, I, I go to the, the front door and I knock on it, she's there, she's waiting, she's resplendent in the, the dress that she had to buy, because we, girls can't just rent dresses, which is just a dumb thing all to itself, we'll get into that later. So she's, she, you know, of course is very impressed by my tuxedo and the limo, and we get to the... We get to the prom and then we had to stand in line to get into the prom because what they had started doing is they set up a thing right up front 
so that as you're coming into the prom, you stop and you have a picture taken with you and your date. And they hadn't planned this very well. And they didn't give you an option. There wasn't an option out. There wasn't like a chicken door where you could say, nope, I'm just going to go and bypass this and get into the prom. So we stood in line for about 25 minutes. We get our uh, picture taken after standing in line for so long. We get into the prom. We find a place to stand. And my date looks at me and says, hey, can you get me some punch? I said, sure, I'll get you some punch. And I go to the punch bowl. And guess what? There's no punchline. So I'm out on the lake the other day. I'm in a boat with a couple of fellas and we're just hanging out and doing some fishing. And, you know, we're just catching some sun and just being one with nature because that's what I love to do. I love to be out with other people hanging out in nature, especially fishing, because it's awesome. And one of the guys pulled out a couple of cigarettes and he said, hey, want to smoke some cigarettes? And I didn't because uh, I used to smoke, but I don't smoke anymore. But the other the other guy, Bob, he's like, hey, I'll smoke one of your cigarettes. Yeah, that sounds great. And then both of them realized that they had no cigarette lighter. And so Bob threw his cigarette over the side of the boat. And you know what happened? The boat became a cigarette lighter. So what's the difference between a well-dressed man on a bicycle and a not-so-well-dressed man on a tricycle. Well, I'll tell you, it's a tire. You know, there used to be a time when everybody had a horse, but only rich people owned a car. Now here we are, everybody owns a car, but only rich people own a horse. Oh, how the stables have turned. I've been reading this self-help book recently, and I've chosen to read it in Braille. And I think it's I know it's really going to help me. I just know it is because you know what? I can feel it. The wife and I have come to a decision. We got together and we talked about this. It, we spent a good three hours really going over the pros and cons, but we have decided that we are not going to have kids. The kids, of course, are rather upset about this. I was going to start out this episode with a joke about time travel. But then you didn't really like it, so I decided to just move on. So I recently wrote a book on penguins, and it turned out to be way more difficult than I originally thought it was going to be. And I think next time, I'm just going to use paper. Back in the day, my daughter just used to, like she was like really into the SpongeBob cartoon, the TV show, SpongeBob, you know, SpongeBob. And, you know, they say that the show was all about SpongeBob, but really, Patrick was the star. I want some donuts. I don't know about the rest of you, but I could sure use some donuts, but I can't eat donuts. I think if I were given a donut, I would eat a second donut. And I think if I were to eat a second donut, I would eat a third donut. And before you know it, I would eat an entire bucket of donuts. Did you know that some donuts can fly? Yeah, the plain ones. So I saw this thing online the other day about Google Maps. And I was re it was like an online pamphlet or something. It was like, hey, check out Google Maps. And, and I'm just, oh, I'll, read, I'll read what they have to say, you know? 
They're trying to get my attention. Let's see what they have to say. And as I'm reading through it, it's talking about all the things that you can do with Google Maps and how great Google Maps is. And these are the reasons why you want to do Google Maps and blah, 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 and all this stuff. But the one thing that really stuck out to me was like one line in the entire thing. It was like a six-page thing. It took me an hour and a half to read. But there was one line that really stood out to me, and it said, Google Maps can read maps backwards. And I looked at that for a second and I said, read maps backwards? Well, that's just spam. I've been reading this really interesting book about cities, cities around the world. And I came across this really, really quite interesting fact. Did you know that the capital of Ireland is the fastest growing city on earth? it, It is. I mean, it's Dublin every day. Yeah, I really got to stop doing that. It's been quite the interesting week this week. A lot has happened. I neglected to write most of it down, so I don't know exactly what I'm going to get into here in this episode. But I can tell you that at work, I've been, I've been at my job now for a little over 13 years. And just recently, they did this thing. They do this thing every year. It's like the uh, superlatives in your yearbook, most likely to succeed, most likely to, you know, rob a bank, those kind of things. They do those every year here at work. And this year, as every single year, so for the 13th year in a row, I won the award of most secretive guy in the office. 13 years now, every year, I win this award. And Honestly, I can't tell you how I feel about that. So I'm listening to a podcast yesterday, and it's three guys sitting in a comic book store. It's two of the dudes work at the comic book store. The other guy is interviewing them, and they're talking about all the stuff around comic books and and uh, how these the Marvel movies, the success of them actually is bringing more people into their shop. And they start talking about how lucky we got, how lucky the industry got, how lucky Marvel got with these movies because they started out with Iron Man and then they threw Captain America and Thor at it. And they just, they talked about how these were, these guys were like the worst selling books at the time. Nobody cared about these three characters. And I was maybe at the time that those movies came out, that might've been true But when I was a kid reading comics, my top three favorite characters were Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. I loved the Avengers. I liked the X-Men. Wolverine was probably my most favorite character in the Marvel Universe. But the Avengers were my top team. And I, I read, I subscribed to Captain America. That was the one of the first two books that I ever subscribed to as a kid. And Iron Man... Whether he was Tony Stark or James Rhodes, I loved Iron Man. Now, I'm not a big fan of what Iron Man has become. I miss the old Iron Man. I miss the old classic armor. And he, But the difference between Iron Man and Thor and Captain America, of course, is Thor and Captain America, they are both super-powered heroes. Whereas Iron Man is just this super-smart guy in a suit of armor. And the fact of the matter is, what what do you what do you have? What do you have left? If you take away Tony Stark's armor, what do you have left? Well, you have somebody who's Stark naked. We've decided to start making our own honey. 
Now, I know, I know we don't actually make the honey, but we're going to start like one of them bee farms there in the backyard. We got one of those, you know, those, uh, those bee houses and we've got the, the white suits that, you know, have the big mask and we have the smoker thing and all that. But the only thing we needed, the last thing we needed to start this venture of ours of making and selling our own honey, we needed the bees. So I went into this place where they sell bees and I said, give me a dozen bees, please. And the clerk went around back and he shuffled around and he got a little box and he did his things and he comes back and he says, 13 bees, sir. And I looked at him and I said, I I asked for 12. A dozen is 12. And he goes, oh, no, that one right there. That's a freebie. I like to think of myself as a bit of an inventor. I like to invent things as a writer. I invent worlds. I invent characters. I invent conflict. Today, however, I invented a new word, and that word is plagiarism. I've been reading this very interesting book on food, like the history of food. You know, not just, hey, here's some food. This is more like, here's some dishes, some famous dishes, some standard dishes Here's where they came from. Here's how they came to be. Here's, here's, here's how they were brought from their country of origin to America. These standard foods that are like standard American fare, as it were. And, but they come from other countries. And here's how they came to America. And the one that I found the most interesting are French fries. Even though they have the word French in them, you do think of them as a very American food. But you always assume that they come from France. But here's the thing. The French fry was not originally cooked in France. It wasn't. Hold on. I'm going to tell you where it was originally cooked. It was cooked in Greece. So I went to this Halloween party and I went with a buddy of mine and we dressed up as monsters, you know, just general monsters. We just had some stuff around and we went as monsters. It's no big deal. But I'm standing with him over by the punch bowl and I look up and there's a girl there and she's dressed as a monster and she rolls her eyes at me. And so I look at my friend and I said, did you see that? That girl over there, that monster girl just rolled her eyes at me. And he says, oh, yeah, well, roll them back. That was supposed to be a Halloween joke. It was really terrible. Get it? Because it's supposed to be monsters. She took her eyes out and she rolled them at me and then I roll them back. Whatever. Let's start the show. I regret to inform you that there will be no joke at the beginning of this episode. The only joke you're going to have in this episode is me, the host, because I'm a joke. Now I'm sad. I know that typically here in the beginning of these episodes, I tell a joke, and usually they're pretty funny. I mean, that's really why you're tuning in. That's really why you're supporting me, is to hear these wonderful jokes that I tell each and every week. I mean, they are top-notch, first-class, how's-that-for-a-slice-of-fried-gold kind of jokes. But I'm not into it this week because I'm a little angry. There's this guy I know, my neighbor. I see him every morning, and every morning he tells me a joke. But it's a certain kind of joke. I don't know if you're aware of these types of jokes, and they're typically the type I tell. They're referred to as quote-unquote dad jokes. And I don't really pay attention to the jokes that this guy tells me every morning because they are dad jokes. And the reason why it makes me angry is because he is not a father. 
And if you're not a father, if you are not a dad, you should not be telling dad jokes. I mean, that's a straight up faux pas. I'm not happy living in Kansas anymore. I'm not, I'm not really all that happy living in America anymore. So I've been online and I've been researching other countries, you know, how you become a citizen who, you know, if I wanted to move, if I wanted to leave America, where would be the best place to go? And right now I'm leaning towards Switzerland. And the thing is, I haven't really found a lot of information about Switzerland. I don't know a lot about the country. I don't know a lot about their laws and any of that. But I hear the flag is a big plus. We had a big snowfall over the weekend. On Sunday, this past Sunday, it snowed all day long. So we had quite a number of inches of snow on the ground by Monday morning. And it got me thinking as I was huddled inside with my family trying to stay warm. It got me to thinking about the first house that my wife and I lived in together before we had children. We had rented this house from these two sisters. They were elderly women. They were sisters and they they had lived in this house for 30 years. The house was over 100 years old and they had lived there together for 30 years and then they moved out to go stay in like one of those retirement villages. And so instead of getting rid of the house, they started renting it out and we were the first people to to stay there. So that first winter that we were there, it was probably one of the worst winters in recorded history in Kansas. And I got to worrying about the age of the house and the lack of insulation within the walls. And my wife said, look, if these two ladies could live here for 30 years, if they could go through 30 winters and never have any problems, we're not going to have any problems either. So the first night of this very, very cold winter, we just, we nearly froze to death. And so that next morning, my wife calls up the two sisters. She, I, I don't remember which one she talked to, but she gets them on the phone and she's asking them, how did you make it through all these winters in this house? And they give her, whoever she was talking to, they, they answer her question and she says, oh, okay, I understand. She hangs up and I said, well, what, what, what do they do? And she goes, oh, they moved to Florida for the winter. True story, not long after high school, I'm hanging out with a couple of friends in the hometown at like three in the morning. We're on Main Street and I'm on one side of the street and another friend is on the other side of the street. And it's, it's a small town, okay? Very small. At three in the morning, there was really nobody else out. And we probably shouldn't have been out at that time of the morning. I'm pretty sure there was a curfew in town for us youngsters, but I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I just remember I was standing over by the bank. He was on the other side of the street standing over by the, the small grocery store. He had gone over there because there was a Pepsi machine. None of this is there anymore. So he'd gone over to get a couple of Pepsis and he plunks his change in and the, the, the cans come out. And he decides for some reason that I still am not able to fathom that instead of carrying both sodas across the street, he's going to lob my soda from his side of the street over to me. Now, again, this is a small town. So the street wasn't all that wide. It wasn't all that narrow. 
however. I mean, it was just a two-lane road, but there was space on either side to allow for angled parking. So he shouts at me, says, here's your Pepsi, and he lobs it underhanded up into the air, and it arcs over the street, and I'm watching it, and it's all happening in slow motion. And true story, the thing comes plunging down. It reaches the top of its arc and then comes plunging down at me. And it's just, it's rocketing downwards straight for my face. I reach up to catch it, and I actually grab hold of it in both hands. But by this point, it was very warm outside, I should say that. And the can is covered in condensation. So the smart person at that point, and I think this is what my friend, my buddy, I think this is what he had expected me to do. The smart person would have just stepped out of the way and let it come smashing into the sidewalk and explode and squirt pop all over the place. But I thought I could catch it. So I reached both hands up in front of my face, managed to grab hold of the can, but because of the condensation, it squirts right through my hands and smacks me right in the forehead. Well, you know how, you know the expression that somebody somebody gets hit in the head and they see stars? Well, that that's an expression for a reason. I mean, everything just went bright for a moment and wobbly. I didn't pass out. I did bleed quite a bit, and it put an end to our evening. But I, I think back to that night, that morning, that evening. Did I say evening? Three in the morning. I think back to that time, and I feel pretty lucky because it could have been a lot worse, but it wasn't. I mean, after all, it was a soft drink. I think it's time I finally came clean about something, admitted something about my life that I'm not all that together proud of. But it's something that I suppose needs to change. And they always say that the first step to change is admitting that you have a problem. And this has had a grip on my life for decades. I started when I was a child. I came across this bottle in my parents' garage. And it looked interesting. And my older brother told me to drink it. And I opened it up and I gave it a smell and it, it, it had this weird, very strange smell. And I didn't, I didn't want to drink it. And he dared me. And he used that older brother pressure that if you have an older brother, you know, you know what that's like. And so I took a sip and it burned. It, it tasted weird and it burned going down, but there was something so satisfying about it that I took another sip. And before I knew it, I had drained the entire bottle. And I haven't looked back. I drink a few bottles a day, and I think it's time for me to finally step up and admit to the fact that I drink brake fluid. And frankly, I don't know why I'm making such a big deal out of it, because I can stop anytime I want to. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? Well, one is really heavy, and the other one, well, it's a little lighter. Life can be sometimes bittersweet. I mean, I broke the pinky on my left hand, but on the other hand, I'm completely fine. I'd like to start out the episode talking about my grandfather, or grandpa, as I always called him. 
I'm not sure why, but I've been thinking about him a lot lately. Maybe it's because I'm getting old. My kids are really, I don't feel like they're anywhere near that time when uh, they're going to start popping out some grandchildren. I mean, they're still in school. But for some reason, I just haven't been able to not think about my grandpa. He's somebody that I've always tried to tailor my life by. You know, I think to myself, what will my grandpa do? Because he was a good man. He was a brave man. He had the heart of a lion. He also had a lifetime ban at the zoo. So I'm sitting on the couch, minding my own business. I'm watching Wings on Hulu. It's about 1030 at night. I'm thinking about going to bed. Everybody else in the house is asleep. It's just me and the cat. Even the dog is in his bed, and he's asleep and snoring soundly. So it's just me and the cat. We're just sitting on the couch. We're bonding, as two male figures would do, when suddenly the phone rings. I don't recognize the number. Typically, I don't answer the phone if I don't recognize the number. I figure if I know you, I have your number programmed into my phone, right? But I thought it's 1030. Who would be calling me at 1030? Maybe it's an emergency. Maybe it is somebody I know. They had to borrow somebody else's phone. It's a, it's an emergency. I should I should answer the phone. And so I do, and it's someone trying to sell me burial plots. 10:30 in the evening, 10:30 at night to be correct, and they're trying to sell me burial plots. And I tell the guy over the phone, I said, "Look, burial plots, are you kidding me? That's the last thing I need." What do you call a lawyer in a suit? A lawsuit. I bought the most amazing pen yesterday. It's black ink. It's one of those gel pens. It's a roller ball. The ink dries literally moments after you write something on the paper so that there's no smudging. It rolls across the paper in this effortless, smooth way that just makes me want to write all day long. But the most amazing thing about this pen is that it writes underwater. I mean, it also writes other words too, but that's pretty cool, right? So the other day I'm at the grocery store. I'm sitting outside. I'm in my car. I have ordered groceries online and they are bringing them out and they are putting them in the back of the car. And there is so much because I'm buying groceries for five people to try to last at least a week. So they're piling it in and piling it in. And I couldn't help but think about Back in the day when I was single and I would go to the grocery store and I would get groceries for myself, it was usually just, I'd just go in and get a couple of things. And I remember one distinct occurrence in which I got to the counter and I put my stuff down and the, the lady behind the counter, she's ringing me up and there's, there's an apple and a banana and two eggs. That's all I bought, an apple, a banana and two eggs. And she goes, oh, you must be single. And I said, well, of course I am. How, how did you know? And she goes, well, because you're ugly. So a friend approached me the other day and they handed me this sheet of paper with just a list of all these different things on it. And I said, what's this? And they said, well, this is all the stuff I want to do for my 32nd birthday. And I said, well, that's all well and good, but I don't think we can do all this in 30 seconds. I'm happy to announce that I have finally overcome my addiction to chocolate, marshmallow, and nuts. It wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a rocky road. Here's something weird I do. Every time I want to get something out of the refrigerator, I knock on the refrigerator first. You know, just in case there's a salad dressing. Yeah, that's where I went. 
So I got a line on a new job. I found them online, submitted my resume, waited a week, gave them a call, said, hey, I'm just checking to see if you're still hiring. I submitted my resume. I think I'd be great for this job. And they looked me up and said, all right, well, we'll, we'll talk to our hiring manager. Three days later, I get this call from the hiring manager and they say, we're looking over your resume. We think you'd be a perfect fit. Would you like to come in for an interview? I said, sure. I scheduled it. I go in. Well, first they actually gave me a phone interview. I did a phone interview with the, with the hiring manager. She, you know, she asked me a lot of questions and I answered. I, I'm, I'm really good at interviews. I'm, I'm great at interviews. And I gave all the correct answers that they wanted. And she said, okay, well, we'll be in touch. A few days later, she calls back and says, uh, we want to schedule you for another interview, a face-to-face interview. And I said, face-to-face, is that, is that a good idea in this, in this day and time with the whole COVID? And she said, oh, don't worry. Our conference room is huge. I will sit at one end of the table. You will sit at the other end. I like to be able to look people in the eye when I'm giving my interviews. And I said, well, that's, that's fine. I can do that. I understand that completely. And so we scheduled the interview and I arrived at the place 30 minutes ahead of time. I always try to show, show up a bit early. So I can sit out in the parking lot and get myself pumped up. I, I listen to music really loud and I'm like, yeah, you're the one. Let's do this. Mm, I just I get into it. So I get out of the car and I walk down this long sidewalk and I turn the corner and I am greeted with the front entrance, which is at the top of a flight of stone stairs. And I'm standing there for a second looking at this and I look to my left and I look to my right and there's no ramp. It's just this set of stairs. And let's let's try to ignore for the fact that they're probably breaking all kind of codes, not having a ramp, not being wheelchair accessible. Maybe they had another entrance. I don't know. That seems kind of sketchy to have a separate entrance just for people who can't climb a set of stairs. But I I stood there at the bottom of this large set of stone stairs and I decided right then and there that I was not going to work for this company. And I turned around and walked away. And it was all because of the staircase. I mean, the fact of the matter is I don't trust stairs. I mean, they're up to no good. I'm not quite ready with the joke for today's episode. I mean, I know it's going to be about construction, but I'm working on it. So I just wanted you all to know that the money that you are spending each month in support of the Just Another Fanboy podcast, it's not being wasted. I'm not wasting your money. I'm doing very important things with your money. For example, just moments before I hit record and started recording this episode, I went to Amazon and I ordered a chicken and I ordered an egg. I'll let you know. I picked up this book the other day that gives you just all kinds of crazy information about the states, like which state has the most rivers, which state is the widest, which state has more apple trees than any other state. And I'm flipping through it and I'm having a really good time just swimming in all this information. But I think the one piece of information I found the most interesting was the state that has the most streets. Well, that's Rhode Island. There you go, folks. Those were your jokes. I apologize. I'm I'm so sorry. I don't know why I put this together. I thought it would be a good idea. I really did. A couple of weeks ago, I thought this will be a great idea. 
You see that kind of stuff on YouTube all the time. You know, every, I don't know, something that happens a lot ever. You know, I don't know. Oh, boy. Anyway, as I said, this is usually how I open up episodes of my other podcast, which you can only get over at my Patreon. Now, my Patreon, I'm not asking for a lot over there. Your first tier is a dollar a month. Your second tier is $2 a month. Both tiers, you get my other podcast. You get it from the get-go. $1 a month. Episodes release every Wednesday. If there are typically four Wednesdays in a month, that's that's like paying 25 cents an episode. And I do some amazing stuff over there. And you can be a part of all that. You can be a part of all that for as little as a dollar a month. All right, that's it. That's my spiel. That's my sale. I'm not I'm not a salesman. I'm not good at this. I don't like selling myself and because that's probably why I'm broke all the time. And I'm broke all the time because I guess my name is Steven and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Just Another Fanboy is a Stephen or Else production. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about all the comics and such I don't have time to talk about here. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me at Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Stephen or else. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Good job. Ooh.